All right, I think we're uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and um, get started with a little bit of extra things we were planning as you're finishing eating. I should have mentioned sooner, but um, there is plenty of food. So um, as we're uh, as we're going through a couple things here, you're welcome to go back and get seconds. Um, so feel free to do that. I think most people have been through the line. There's a few more that are few of the workers coming through now, but you can go up and help yourself to seconds. So um, again, we're, we're thankful for those who are, um, who are here visiting with us today. We're thankful for the members. Uh, we wanted to take just a minute and um, acknowledge some of the original attendees as well as the members. So we think about our current membership at Two Rivers. Um, we have some members who have been here since the beginning, um, or at least close to the beginning. So we, we just want to take a moment and um, and acknowledge them and honor them. And so as I call your name, if you just stand up and wait till everyone's standing, and then we'll uh, uh, just thank the Lord in a round of applause for those who have who've been with us here. So, so Mac and Robin and their family. I don't know. So Bethany was one of the original ones, right? And Kelsey was in utero, or was she like, okay. All right, so she was kind of here. So anyway, so the Williamses. <laughs> Williamses have been here, so you stand up, please. And uh, the Gilbreth family, Alan and Norma, and Stacy, you can go ahead while you're. I know you're not a member with us here, but go ahead. Uh, Mike and Tina, and Heather, I think you were with them. Uh, Wayne and Vicky and Katie. And Becky. <laughs> and Carol. So of, of our current membership and their kids, um, these are the originals. And then if, if you were here again visiting in that original time frame, you're visiting with us, I'd like you to stand too, and we'd just like to acknowledge you. Or if you were a part of the, the missions committee that, that helped and, or came over and helped to, um, to fix things and build things, we want to acknowledge you too. So please stand up. All right. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Again, we're grateful um, for your attendance here with us today. Uh, what we're going to do um, here, in a, here in a few moments, Mike's going to come up, and he has, uh, he has a little bit of trivia that he's going to do with us. And then uh, shortly after that, we're going um, to invite James to come up and, and say a few words as well. And so um, uh, as we move into this time, um, let me just go ahead and um, offer up a prayer as we, uh, as we move into this next phase. God, thank you for, again, gathering us together here today. We're so grateful for how you've built up this church, the original members who are still here, others who have uh, visited in the past and helped to, to start this church and helped to uh, minister in practical ways even. Just thank you for all of the, the hands that you've brought together in order to build up your church. And we want to give you the glory. and Thank you for a chance to eat together and to celebrate together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good afternoon. My name is Mike Scarberry, or at least that's what the tag my wife gave me. Uh, so that's what I'm going by. We wanted to put 
in the form of trivia questions to give you a sense of our history. The problem is Max already told you most of what I was going to ask you. <laughs> so really it's going to be a test of your memory to see what he said. Were you listening to the sermon? Okay. What was the sending church? First Baptist of Fairborn. Yes. And Vernie was the one that showed up at least from all, I think there was like eight on the uh, missions committee. How did Two Rivers get its name? Two Rivers Community Church. If anybody knows this besides Mac, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> okay. And it's still water. I am surprised. Good job, Don. All right. See, I didn't know that. I had to look on a map and say, what were these rivers that he was looking at? They're way over there. <laughs> okay, he's already answered this one. What year and month did TRCC start? Begin. What year and month? April 93. You were listening. What year and month? What year and month was the TRC Constitution accepted? Anybody? Besides Pastor? He teaches the new membership class and all that. It was April 2003. 2003. Ten years later, we wrote our Constitution. And I remember it. What? I was just getting to that. I remember that it took us at least two years to write the Constitution. Wayne and Alan and myself and Mac over and over and over. <laughs> okay. If it was 2003, April of 2003, when did we become a church? constitute as a church, understood, accepted by the Greater Dayton Association of Baptists. Anybody? We'll test you, James. Anybody? It was July 2003 that they, we constituted and the association accepted us. Uh, some of these, I don't know, just for the sake of time, we, we bought this land. Anybody know how much we paid for it? Five acres. Building and five acres. $25,000. When the elders went to under shepherds, went to the meeting with the Greater Dayton Association of Baptist Trustees, I presume, they said, you probably can't pay that, so do you want to, we want to set out some kind of a payment schedule. We said, nope, here's a check. <laughs> this church has always been a giving church from the inception. It really has. It's just amazing what God has done. Uh, we instituted something other than the Sunday school that we used to have. Anybody know what it's called now? What is it called? Not the initials. I know you're Air Force people, but... <laughs> Two Rivers Institute. When was it instituted? 
I was the keeper of the logs. 2008. 2008. And I think you were one of the first to, to teach in that TRI. What year did home fellowship start? One more. 2008. It's 2008. <laughs> Becky says it's 2008. It's 2008. <laughs> How many remodels has this church underwent? Too many. <laughs> Megan says two. It was three. The 90s, 2000. Oh, okay. You're good then. It was the 90s, 2008, and 2019, I think. I can't remember. All right, let's move on to missions. He's already given away most of my answers, so how many international mission trips have we taken as a church? How many trips? 20. 20. Guess where we went to the most. Bethany, <laughs> Taiwan. Can anybody name the countries that we've been to besides Mexico and Taiwan? Paraguay. Paraguay. What? Paris. Paris. That's, that would be France. You got to speak louder. I can't hear you. Did, where is that? I don't have that one. I have Haiti. I missed one. Okay, I'm going to blame it on Becky. Uh, okay, Mexico, France, Sweden, Paraguay. Mexico's intertwined in here. Guatemala. I didn't remember that one, but Emily. Emily Daniel went to that one. Of course, Taiwan, Jamaica. Thailand, and Haiti. And Nepal. I missed one. Thank you. I remember that one. Home missions. How many home missions have we been on? It'll kind of be telling that we've gone way on the international and not many on the home. Anybody guess? Gander a guess. Four. Actually, three. Sorry. Coldwater, Iowa, and Indiana. Did I miss any? I don't remember that one. I will, I'll have to get with you so I can write them down. All right. Now, if anybody misses this one, you're excommunicated. What was the name of our, our missionary from this church to Taiwan? <laughs> All right. And Max already given the answer to this one. What's the church's names that we have sponsored? You got to speak up. Grace and Truth in Indiana. Refuge City, Redeemer, yes, thank you. Lisa's right on it. She gets an extra piece of cake. <laughs> well, this was meant to try to give you a little bit of a sense of history of who, what we've done over the years since 
1993. And I hope it gives you understanding that we're not just here gathering together, praying together. We're out, and we're actually two more missionaries are leaving us, <laughs> going back to Paraguay soon, uh, which I'm dreading. <laughs> yes. Good idea. How many have actually gone on a mission trip sent by our church? Okay, I can probably name most of where you've been. Bonnie, where did you go? Haiti. Okay, you, I was thinking that was Tom Volk. Yeah, Tom Volk. I was thinking it was Tom Volk because he went there as a medical missionary. Or he went somewhere. I thought it was Haiti. Huh? Jamaica? Okay. So those were mostly international trips, right, that everybody raised their hand for? I was just getting ready. She, see, we complete each other's thoughts. We've been married for 50 years, so we complete each other's everything. I was going to ask how many has been on a home mission All right. I saw a young hand over there. <laughs> that's, that's all I had, but it, it gives you a sense of the history of what we've done and what God has blessed us with. It's not what we have done. It's what God has enabled us to do. And I said, I told you before, we're a very, God has blessed this church in so many ways, financially and with people that are willing to serve and to go. So, I just thank everybody that's had a part in that. Uh, it's so good to see some of you, even if I did get you mixed up with somebody else, even uh, before you had your name tag on. So, but uh, God bless you. What's next, Jeremiah? We asked James to share with us a little bit. James is the associational missionary of uh, Greater Dayton Association of Baptists. I met James when he moved here to be the pastor at Brantwood. Actually, Drew knew him way before that. They go, they go way back. Um, I'm not sure if you want to tell how far back you go, but um, anyway. But then, but uh, but I was also on the personnel committee whenever Steve Sticklich resigned, retired from. Um, being the associational missionary, which meant it was our job to find somebody to take his place. So I was on the committee that actually interviewed different people, and we all agreed 100% that James was the one that we felt like should be at the next next one. He's done an excellent job. I've uh, been so grateful that he's in the position that he's in. He's a really good brother, and just appreciate your willingness to come and share. Thank you, brother. I deeply love you as well, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to serve the Greater Dayton Association of Baptists, of which Two Rivers is one of our 94 churches. And so part of the joy of being able to do what I do is celebrate with churches like you that are having anniversaries and things like that. And in addition, I just get a frontline view of seeing God do amazing things in our churches. And so be encouraged that God is at work across the greater Dayton region in 94 different churches 
gathering every Sunday morning to worship the Lord, just like you all, sending mission teams all over the place, just like you all. So this is a special time, really special, and I think the last time I was with you in a gathering was when I was dressed up in the outfit of a monk, and I was playing the role of Martin Luther. I gave you a a speech on Reformation Sunday a couple years ago. That was a lot of fun. And, and when, yeah, and Jenny came with me as well, and she was Katharina von Bora. We did a Reformation thing here. That was a lot of fun, and when uh, Mac asked me to come do that, I really got excited, because I love doing that, and I, after I wasn't the pastor at Brantwood anymore, I didn't have any place to do it. So, thanks, Mac. <laughs> and this is also really special, though, to be with you all, because the church I grew up in was a lot like Two Rivers. My dad was led to plant Edgewood Baptist Church in Trenton, Ohio in 1982. And much like Mac has been faithful these 30 years, and many other members have been faithful all these time, my dad is still there pastoring. And it was that church that is responsible for my spiritual formation and upbringing. I'm incredibly grateful. And so I encourage you to keep up the good work. I want to share just a brief devotion. Brother Mac asked me to share for about 15 or 20 minutes. And I've been serving in a short-term assignment at Springboro Baptist Church as their transitional pastor, and I've been spending a lot of time in Revelation 2 and 3. I love these churches, these seven churches, and the letters that are written to these churches. And in every single one of them, we have a, a letter to the church at Ephesus, a letter to the church in Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira. And so as we read the mail of these churches, the focus is singular. It's that each of these churches, in receiving this letter would refocus their attention on God's will, God's desire for their life, of their church. And in every case, there's, there's really a great, this is, the Bible's an amazing piece of literature. This is a great example. There's a lot of great structure I don't have time to get into. But in every case, one of the most unique things is Jesus says these words, I know, I know, I know your works, I know your lost love, I know your good doctrine, and every single church gets an evaluation from the Lord Jesus. And this is really powerful. Revelation 2 and 3, I encourage you to read it when you get home. But in every case, there's, for some churches, there's commendation, keep up the good work, and then there's confrontation. Hey, you've got some cleaning up to do. And in every case, though, Jesus says, I know. And that's the beautiful thing about two rivers is Jesus knows. What does Jesus know? He knows everything. He knows everything about your church. He knows what's going really well here. He knows what you're struggling in. And some of these churches, they got a really harsh word, and some of them got a really encouraging word. But I'm going to ask you to ask yourself this question, and maybe even talk about it at some point. What would Jesus say that he knows about two rivers? We we often think in our head, what does that person think about me? And... You may even think, and I'm sure Mac thought in the early 90s, what do the other churches in the association think of us? Having these under-shepherds, elders in disguise. (laughs) And praise be to God, and thank you to Mac and all the other faithful brothers and sisters who said, you know, we may only be one of two churches in the entire state of Ohio in 1993 who had elders, but we believe that God's word is supreme and authoritative. So we're going to do it, even if they look down upon us. And as it relates to today, 
I want you to ask that question of yourself and of our church here at Two Rivers to say, Jesus, what do you say about us? Where are we, where are we doing well that we should be encouraged about? But also, where are we missing the mark? And how would you have us to increase in biblical faithfulness? Well, I want to share just a few words. You're going to have some really incredible insight as you think about that question. Jesus, what would you say about us? But even more important than that question is a means of grace that Jesus has already given us that does help us. In other words, thankfully, we don't have to look for handwriting on the wall. We know that didn't go so well when that happened in the Old Testament. Remember that? We don't have to look for handwriting on the wall to know what Jesus thinks. Jesus gave us his Holy Spirit who inspired biblical authors to give us the Bible. So if you want to know what Jesus thinks, the best question to ask is, well, Holy Spirit, what have you inspired the authors of Scripture to say? And so we're always evaluating who we are and what we do based on the Word. And so I want to share three things, brief thoughts with you from the Scripture as you think about the next 30 years, which is my prayer for you that Two Rivers continues to faithfully preach and teach and live out gospel realities in this community. The pattern that we see in the Revelation letters are remember, reflect, and repent. And we've done some incredible remembering and probably even reflecting as you've thought about these stories and your part in this church and its history. But I want you to think also about where God would have us to continue growing always improving, always growing. We're on this journey until Jesus comes back. We're on this progressive journey of becoming more and more Christ-like, of churches growing more and more in faithfulness. So in what ways would the Lord have you to return to his word? All right, three prayers for us to refocus on. Number one, my prayer is that two rivers would thrive. So as we see examples in the New Testament church, like Acts chapter 2 is a great summary statement in that narrative of how the early church was, was doing all kinds of, of great things. And this is a, a centralizing narrative for us because it reminds us in an age here in the 21st century where we all prize innovation and novelty and you know things like smoke machines and all kinds of stuff, right? Churches do all kinds of things. It's always good to go back to the Word and just say, what did the New Testament church look like? Well, they were a thriving church. They devoted themselves to the teaching, to fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayers. They devoted themselves to generosity and care for one another. And then throughout the New Testament, we find 59 times commands to one another in the church. That's what a thriving church looks like. They love one another. They bear one another's burdens. They pray for one another. They encourage one another. They build each other up. So my prayer is that Two Rivers would continue to thrive by caring well for one another, by regularly practicing the rhythms and routines that God has given us in his word for us when we gather, as we've done this morning. So I would say to you, keep up the good work. Every Sunday morning, read God's word together. Every Sunday morning, continue to pray together. Continue to Come early and stay late so that you can talk with one another and share stories of each other's lives and God's grace in your midst. And of course, prioritize the preaching of the word. So keep up the good work. May you thrive. 
Jesus said in John 15 that if we want to bear fruit, the way to bear fruit is to abide in the vine, in Jesus. And that's what all of these things are intended to do. And even if you're here today and you're visiting and you've enjoyed a good meal and you're here to celebrate for some one reason or another, I want you to know that all of these routines, even the confessions that Pastor Mac led us in reading earlier, they all serve not really to stoke our minds with more knowledge, but they all serve to help us to know Jesus better and to follow him and love him more deeply. Jesus is our Savior, and he's our Lord. And Jesus tells us in John 15 to abide in him. So it is an exercise of the mind, but it's also an exercise and a habit of the heart and our affections and our love. So we delight in him. Our goal is not to be trendy, but to be true. Our goal as a church is not to be popular, but to be pure. And that's my prayer, is that you would thrive as God has intended. And secondly, my prayer is that your pastors would flourish. This is an incredibly difficult time to pastor. It's always been hard. Pastoring is never easy. But especially in the last three years, identity politics, fracturing of our nation in many different ways, COVID response, the list goes on of all the reasons why it's tough to be a pastor these days. And I would encourage you, there's kind of two parts to this. Number one, I would encourage you pastors who are here, you elders, we can say that now, it's 2023, we can call you elders. That's such a great story. <laughs> I love that story. May I encourage you, whether you're a paid vocational or whether you're lay, non-vocational elder pastor, I encourage you to, to thrive and press into Jesus and make sure that the spiritual disciplines are of utmost importance and centrality in your life. There is no pastor who's immune from sin or temptation. They often become prime targets for Satan for temptation. And so press into Jesus through the disciplines of prayer, of service, evangelism, gathering, etc. But the second part of this prayer, may your pastors flourish, is for the rest of us here. And that is that we would be advocates of and respecters of our pastors. A church that's thriving is actually dependent on flourishing pastors. I once served in a church, and one of the early things they said to me when I came in, they made it at a point to tell me this story that some of their best memories of their church experience was their time without a pastor. And I thought to my, I scratched my head and kind of thought to myself, I wonder what they mean by that. And so I listened closely over the next several years, and it became apparent what they meant by that. They did not see pastors as essential to the function of the New Testament church. And that behavior made itself evident over those years. And nothing could be further from the truth, though. In fact, the Bible, as we affirmed in our confession this morning, the Bible identifies two offices of the church, the pastor and deacon. And pastors, 1 Timothy 5, 17, tells us that pastors who rule well, who lead well, they are to be treated with double honor. And certainly part of the intention on the part of the Apostle Paul is that we would compensate our pastors as well as offering them respect of other kinds. So church, let me encourage you to just take a moment and acknowledge the fact that being a pastor is tough. Sometimes pastors, when they're preaching even, 
they don't say exactly the right thing. Sometimes pastors get blasted not because they don't say the right thing in exactly the right way, but they get blasted because of something they didn't say. And then the pastor's wrestling with the clock. And well, if I didn't say that, what else should I take out of my sermon in order to match everybody's attention span? <laughs> it's tough to, to preach the word faithfully. It's tough to pastor. And pastors make mistakes. So I encourage you to respect your pastors, love them, encourage them, and offer them grace when they make mistakes. But insofar as they follow Jesus, follow them as well. May your pastors flourish. And then lastly, my prayer for you is that you, Two Rivers, would refocus on gospel growth. The Bible is really clear about the mission of the church. It's to make disciples of Jesus for the sake of the glory of God. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, each of the four gospels include a different version of the Great Commission. Acts 1.8, another iteration of the Great Commission. In the version of Acts 1.8, Luke writes, Be witnesses, you shall be witnesses unto me, to all the world, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. And this task to tell people about Jesus, to preach the good news of Christ, and, and lead people to know Jesus and follow him, that is our task. That's our job. Now, churches often get distracted this happens far too often. We get distracted. We have, some call it mission drift. We, we drift from the mission. And we can easily think that the church is about meeting practical needs of compassion in our community. And those are good things to do, right? Helping to fight illiteracy or buying diapers for the Miami Valley Women's Center, now called Hope Rising. You know, these, these things are good, right? Compassion ministries, Christians should do them. But the mission of the church that we should focus in on is that people would come to know Jesus and follow him. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 gave us this great agricultural metaphor for planting gospel seed, watering gospel seed, and then seeing God bring forth gospel growth. And that's what I would remind you of this morning is the beauty of gospel growth, the beauty of the good news of Jesus, not only being spread far and wide indiscriminately to all kinds of people, but in addition to that, watering that gospel seed with our witness, with our love and acts of compassion, in a spirit of prayer and dependence. You remember the parable Jesus told of the farmer who went out to sow seed and he went to sleep, it says, and he woke up and the seed sprouted and grew and he didn't know how. That's a really freeing image to me because in that parable Jesus told, we are the people casting the seed into the soil. And when we go to sleep and we put our head on the pillow at night, we're trusting our sovereign Lord to do the work of taking that good news and causing it to take root and to grow in the hearts and lives of people. God brings the increase. And so I would encourage you, church, to press in in a spirit of prayer to say, God, we eagerly anticipate the fact that there are many of your people who don't yet know you, but they will come to know you and you have been gracious and kind to let me be a part of that. So let me be faithful, Lord. Help me to be a faithful witness. Help me to evangelize my neighbors. I, yesterday on a soccer field, I was talking with a man named Rashid. And I spoke with Rashid of his P3 
people's story. He's Turkish. He was displaced and moved to the United States and to Chicago in 2005. And since that time, he's been in Dayton for about 10 years. And as a Turkish man, he's what many Turkish are, and that is Muslim. And as I began talking to Rashid and hearing of his story and telling him what parts of his people's story that I had read about and asking him, is this true? He told me stories of his grandparents and deportation under Stalin and all these, all these things. But what I want you to understand about this encounter I had with Rashid is that God's put all kinds of people, and here's the beauty. God has brought the nations to our neighborhoods. And I think we definitely should go and tell everywhere, every way we can. We should go overseas. And we should take advantage of the opportunity, the moments God has given us with the people he brings into your life sovereignly. Don't miss those opportunities, those divine appointments for you to share the good news of Christ, his life, his death, his burial, resurrection, and ascension. A thriving church that multiplies is led by healthy pastors. And that's my prayer for you, that you would be a thriving church, multiplying gospel growth, casting, spreading, sowing gospel seed, praying for gospel growth by the Spirit's work. I have to confess that the time in which we live is tough. I even shared in January with our gathering of 55 or 60 pastors in that, somewhere in that range that from the year 2012 to the year 2022, the number of church attendees on Sunday morning in GDAB churches has dropped from 14,000 and change to 7,000 and change. And we observe these statistics and we understand that not all statistics, they don't tell the whole story, but they do tell part of the story. And so when you think about the fact that we are at 50%, we're at, we have dropped in half over the last 10 years on Sunday morning discipling opportunity of gathering for worship, people sitting under the preached word of God. It's a startling reminder that we are somewhat of a microcosm of other national churchwide uh, trends, nationwide trends in the church. And Christianity has always been under assault, and it will continue to be. And the church will always appear to be, in the world's eyes, on the losing side of the battle. But here's, here's the good news. The outcome is secure. Jesus has already won the battle. And the church, as Pastor Mac shared in his sermon, the church will be triumphant one day. And there's already a sense in which we are triumphant, but it's aptly described as the church militant right now because we have a job to do. We have work ahead of us. And for the next 30 years, Two Rivers has an amazing opportunity to garner up, to, to get the sword on and to pick up the shield of faith and take on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the sandals of peace. I love these lyrics. I'll leave you with them and I'll be done. The song, O Church Arise. Our call to war, to love the captive soul, but to rage against the captor. And with the sword that makes the wounded whole, we will fight with faith and valor. When faced with trials on every side, we know the outcome is secure. And Christ will have the prize for which he died, an inheritance of nations. So this is my prayer for you. That the Spirit would come, put strength in our every stride, giving grace for every hurdle. 
that we may run with faith to win the prize of a servant good and faithful. As saints of old still line the way, retelling triumphs of his grace, we hear their calls and hunger for the day when with Christ we stand in glory. May God bless you and may God richly provide growth from the gospel seed in this community because of the light set on a candlestick, the city set on a hill that is Two Rivers Church. Thank you, church. One piece of housekeeping, there was plenty of cake back there, so please go eat cake. Lots of cake. We're going to take a couple minutes, and there's just a couple speeches we want to do just to offer some appreciation. Some of the things James already said, just to reiterate it once again. For one of the most important tasks of our lives is to offer gratitude to those who are an encouragement to our lives. We are repeatedly reminded of this task throughout the pages of Scripture. And yet, if we are truly honest, we find it difficult to accomplish this task on a consistent basis. The Bible tells us in Romans 13, 7, to, honor, to give honor to whom honor is due. So we would like to take a few moments and put action to this command this, this afternoon. God is a God of order. And he desires for his church to be filled with that order. This is why he grants to each of his local congregations faithful men, called pastors or elders. Men who by demonstration of character and the obtaining of competence, seek to provide leadership and oversight to these flocks of the Good Shepherd. We will never know the multiplicity of challenges that our elders encounter on a weekly basis. The stressful phone calls, the saddening emails, the missed time with family, the agonizing hours of searching for answers to a never-ending barrage of questions and so many other hardships that they must endure. No complaints, no giving up, just a steady plodding along of their given responsibilities. The situation is amplified when we come to the realization that they persevered so that we might become more like Jesus. One of the challenges that they face is the continuous need to be giving God's truth to hurting or struggling souls and never having time to replenish their personal love and devotion to Jesus. So, on our 30th anniversary, we feel it is only right and proper to not only honor these men for their years of service by offering our gratitude, but to provide them with a small token of appreciation. We do this knowing that because of who they are, we will once again be encouraged by their faithful study by their contributing to our spiritual development and growth in both word and deed. We say to each man who has embraced this man of responsibility at TRCC, thank you. Thank you for the hours spent in prayer for our lives and our church. Thank you for your dedication to proclaim God's word to us each week, whether it's in a sermon or a phone call or a conversation, all so that we might better reflect Jesus. Thank you for being an example that we can follow through both difficult and mundane days. Thank you for taking the time to walk with us as you challenge and encourage us. 
Thank you for giving your life in service to advancing God's kingdom. But above all, thank you for your desire to allow God's transformation of you into the image of the Son to be observable. Mike, Alan, Nate, and Wayne, we are grateful for the oversight you have provided for the years in this assembly. We would not be who we are without your dedicated care and concern. Matt, Jeremiah, and Steve, we thank you for being the overseers of this flock at Two Rivers Community Church. We look forward to the ministry we will continue to accomplish together as you lead us in the years to come. We have spent this day in celebration of 30 years of existence of Two Rivers Community Church, but now we would like to spend a few moments commemorating another milestone this day, the 30 years of ministry of Mac and Robin. As we begin, Becky, who has been here since the beginning, has a letter she wrote that she would like to read. Dearest Mac, 30 years, where did the time go? One day, one week, one month of Sundays at a time. We can never say thank you enough for all the ways you've served us, your congregation. From those we got to see come to salvation and faith in Christ, be baptized and serve in our church, to those we watched as young love grew into marriages, many of which you officiated, to the babies we prayed for, once you knew that they were in the womb. As our children grew up through high school and college, you, including your own, you blessed and prayed for them as they entered adulthood, sharing God's word of wisdom to guide them in their future. Though, there are those of us who lost loved ones and you graciously officiated their funerals. You were there to comfort us during our time of grief. What would we have done without you? You prayed for all of us during our afflictions, but rarely shared your own. What compassion you had for us. One of the things that most impressed me about you as a pastor is that you never count yourself above us, but always admit your own sin, knowing we fight against it as well. Thank you for sharing your humility with us. You've always been mission-minded, taking the gospel to our community, state, and more by supporting multiple church plants and encouraging and mentoring young pastors. Your support for international missions allowed many of us to travel outside the country, including serving with Bethany and Drew in Taiwan and going to Paraguay for the music ministry of mission conference with Steve and Marilyn Haynes. Weekly we learn about and pray for a new country, many of which we might never have known existed. What a praise for God to allow such a small church to share the gospel in so many diverse ways. Your vision has definitely allowed us multiple experiences outside of our own church walls. You've always sought wise counsel from the deacons under shepherds regarding matters of the church. Together, you've built a team that prays for us and all that concerns our congregation that we might reach the goal of being a healthy church. Thank you for your leadership so that we might learn the word of God and hide it in our hearts. Your concern for our learning reaches even our smallest children using the desiring God studies so that they might have a firm foundation. Our adult Bible studies are incredible in that we learn so much more about the Bible and dig deeper for nuggets of gold. 
Thank you for sharing your research on different books and verses of the Bible from Calvin to Wesley, from Bunyan to Luther to other great pastors of the word. There is a place in the church to discuss what the current culture is embracing so that we can understand how to have a Christian perspective. Thank you for keeping us informed on the new topics that affect so many of our family members and people we will meet. We need to be ready to address those issues in a loving and caring way. You have displayed godly character by providing for your wife while shepherding your children and now grandchildren, along with watching over a flock of sinners saved by grace. You showed your love for us by praying for us, shepherding us, and meeting our needs in innumerable ways. Words cannot express the gratitude for your compassion and loving service to us, an example of Jesus's love and servanthood. Dearest Robin, you have been so kind and loving to everyone in our church. From the beginning you were serving, you created you the banners of King and Kings and Lord of Lords. You were always praying for us and helping to meet practical needs like organizing meals for those with illness, new mothers, and grieving families. You helped plan our holiday dinners and served graciously. Your service on remodeling the church and the decorating committee is expressed in the changes we see after removing the pews and remodeling the foyer and bathrooms. You've always there to prepare the trays for the Vandalia Butler food. Um, police and fire at Christmas time from the goodies that are donated. You've served in the food pantry and more while meeting Micah's needs as well. You helped Cindy with the evaluations at our church for those with disabilities. I know personally of trips to the doctor, the emergency room, pharmacy and grocery, or pet setting for a friend. I know there are other things we don't even know about that you've done or that I might have failed to list here, but please know how much we appreciate all you've done for us. I'm sure you've been a godly helpmate for Mac, a great mom and now grandmother. Your love and compassion for Gra for Christ is exemplified in all you do. Mac and Robin, the verse below is the example you have set for us. Matthew 23, 11 and 12, the greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Today, as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Two Rivers Community Church with Pastor Mac, Robin and your family and the rest of our church family, we're thankful for all the memories that we share and pray for more ahead. God has blessed us with an incredible pastor and a family and our church. The lives of everyone here have been touched in one way or another if you have attended Two Rivers. The legacy left from 30 years is, is part of all of our spiritual journey. Thank you for being part of that journey. Thirty years. What memories come into focus as you consider the past 30 years? There are a lot of things to reminisce about over the course of three decades. To name just a few, there have been birthday parties, illnesses, weddings, hospital trips, sporting events, funerals, births, new jobs, promotions, moving, retirements. There are many events at Two Rivers to remember as well. There have been mission trips, baptisms, youth retreats, vacation Bible schools, conferences, parties, special services, picnics, prayer meetings, and weekly worship services. Amid all these events in the life of our church, there have been two constants, the divine providence of a good God and the loving care 
for a faithful under-shepherd, Pastor Mac. While there are some of us who have some understanding of the time Mac has invested into this community of blood-bought believers, only he and God are fully aware. The time given to reading God's Word and study so that he might proclaim it each week with understanding so that we might be conformed to the image of the Son. The hours spent making phone calls, writing emails, going to lunch, or sitting in his office, all in an effort to offer us biblical counsel so that we might progress in loving Jesus more and spiritually maturing. The occasions devoted to personal prayer and to elder meetings to set the direction for what God would have us do here to advance his kingdom. Not to mention the myriad of other weekly responsibility he humbly completes for the betterment of his fellow church members. It is also important for us to not forget that Robin has consistently been right there alongside her husband, being his complement both in ministry and at home. Whether it is doing a thousand little things we may not realize, or being a smiling face and a listening ear, she is always available to offer advice and be a dependable resource. Robin has continually fulfilled her God-given calling by being a Christian, a wife, a mother, and now a grandmother, enabling Mac to fulfill his responsibilities and providing a godly example to all. In Hebrews 13 and verse 7, we are commanded to remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Pastor Mac and Robin, this is what we want to spend the next few minutes doing by showing some excerpts from cards and letters received that offer gratitude to God for you and the church. Please accept our heartfelt thanks. From Steve and Marilyn Haynes, we congratulate you and rejoice with you on the 30th anniversary of Two Rivers Community Church. You have been the only pastor the church has known from its inception until today. That in and of itself is a remarkable achievement. For all these years, you've been the chief source of the preaching, teaching, discipleship, training, and outreach. The Apostle Paul specifically commends such service in 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. You have proved to be faithful to your call and ministry for these 30 years at Two Rivers. Additionally, you have modeled for us what it means to be a Christian husband and father. We have watched you and Robin love and care for your children through all the ups and downs. You're doing the same for your grandchildren now. The impact of such exemplary service of love is perhaps even more important to the congregation than explicit teaching. Our hope is that Two Rivers will continue to faithfully proclaim the gospel for many more years, and that our Lord will bless you and your family as he has in the past. Well done, good and faithful servant. Serving at the same church for 30 years is something to celebrate. Thank you for being our pastor for 30 years. We feel very blessed. We have grown so much spiritually as you have opened our hearts and minds to Reformed theology. And Robin, thank you for supporting Max Ministry all these years. We know behind every good man is a great woman. We love you both. Congratulations on 30 years of ministry. We pray that God, for God's continued work in your church. It's just, we're so glad to be in it. 
It is with great joy that Norma and I send our congratulations to you for 30 years of faithful ministry in God's vineyard. My, how time has flown. When I interviewed Mac Williams as a candidate to be youth minister at Fairborn First Baptist Church, he told me he didn't want to do youth work, but wanted to plant a church. I convinced him to come be our youth pastor for a few years and then go plant a church. This he did, and he and Robin and their wonderful children came to Ohio from Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. Mac Williams, who is a man of tremendous faith, trusted God through all the difficult times, as well as the blessed times. Only heaven will reveal all the unseen ministry, work, effort, faith, and prayer that have gone into this church by Mac, Robin, and so many of you, the members of Two Rivers Community Church. Thank you for the faithfulness and dedication that you, Mac, and Robin both have shown. You've been steadfast in your commitment to one another, your precious family, your church, your community, and your God. God bless you as you continue to run the race clear to the finish line. Happy 30th anniversary to Two Rivers Community Church. Thank you, Pastor Mac, for pastoring slash leading us over the years and for preaching through the Bible. Thanks for your friendship and for the conversations we have had over the short time I've been here. Thanks from Eric Mays. Very thankful, grateful to be a part of the Two River Community Church. We both would like to thank Pastor Mac for all the prayer and blessing. Thank you. From Drew Stewart, before I ever set foot into Two Rivers, I was already impressed with this church. While in Taiwan living with several other Americans, every now and then our dorm would receive a massive package from the States. When this would happen, my brother and I would exchange annoying glances and say, gee, I wonder who this could be for. Spoiler alert to Bethany Williams from Two Rivers and Dayton. Despite my jealousy, deep down I was impressed concerning how supportive a church was to one of its members. In all my years overseas, no other church came close. Though it wasn't one of the reasons why I wanted to marry Bethany, it did come as a nice perk. Throughout our time together in Taiwan, Two Rivers helped us not only financially, but through prayers and offering their talents to support the local church in Taiwan by holding summer camps. However, the support did not stop after returning to the States, even now. I am overwhelmed thinking how this body of believers helped us during two of the most difficult moments in my life, adopting Eliana and moving back to the States. Words cannot describe how grateful I feel for the church during those trying times. Two Rivers Church is, is not just an insanely generous body of believers. I really appreciate the godly teaching as well as their focus on the mission field. Gathering for picnics or fellowship before and after services have given us the opportunity to know each other better in a more personal way. In short, I'm glad that God has placed this unique church in our lives. God has certainly used Mac and Robin to bless my life. When I came to Two Rivers Church, I had recently been converted to the Reformed faith. Once I had embraced the doctrines of grace, I remember asking God, please help me find a church that teaches these things. What an amazing God we have who not only predestines our future glory, 
but sovereignly ordains each step we take. He answered my prayer and led me to two rivers, and you all welcomed me with open arms, which I attribute to how God has molded Pastor Mac and Robin into a man and wife who truly love the people of God and encourage and exhort God's church to do the same. Through Mac's teaching, preaching, and example, I heard and saw the wisdom of a humble and teachable spirit. Under his teaching, I learned about an eschatology of hope, an apologetics which shows the unbeliever they can't prove anything without God, a use of the law that goes beyond the personal ethics of the individual, and many more. Two Rivers Community Church, you are truly blessed to have such a pastor. Congratulations. 30 years being at Two Rivers. Um, I think we both came, both of our families came to Ohio around the same time, so actually you've been our pastor the whole time we've been in Ohio, and we feel very blessed at how you've been our guiding light. You've led us to a deeper relationship with the Lord. And God has just gotten bigger as we've gotten smaller, and we're so thankful for you leading us into the Reformed theology and um, we just are so thankful to have had you as our pastor all these years at the anniversary. We love you so much and are so happy for you as you celebrate your anniversary. Spending the first year of our marriage at Two Rivers was such a blessing for us and we have carried the strong teaching you gave us as well as the love you showed us to a new place. God truly used you both and the church to give us a strong foundation moving forward. God bless you abundantly in the coming year. Thank you and congratulations on your 30 years of shepherding Two Rivers Community Church. We have many great memories. Some are more recent while others go back to the young adult Bible study you and Robin led in your Fairborn house. But the most impactful memory goes to a secondhand conversation you had with my dad. You were concerned about driving a new car as the pastor of a startup church. That example of putting Christ first above everything else has been a challenge for me over the years. It's been a very practical Titus 2-7 memory that personifies your ministry. Again, thank you and Robin for your years of faithfulness. Happy anniversary. We're so excited about the 30 years and just feel privileged that we got to be um, members there from 2004 to 2019 and it was a blessing and we just send our love. Congratulations. 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 From Bethany Stewart, Two Rivers was an integral part of my growing up years. So many of my childhood and young adulthood memories are related to church activities and church members. The church provided me with a strong sense of community that went beyond my immediate family, and this was a great context for learning about who God is and what the gospel means. Mom and Dad, thank you for putting so much of your time, energy, and effort into building something so meaningful. I am blessed and proud to be part of it. I want to say how much we really appreciate having Two Rivers Church available to come and join and and for Pastor Mac and Robin for supporting and starting the church. Thank you for allowing us to become members of the church and treating us the way that you have through all of the different trials that we have gone through. We do appreciate everything.
Vicki and I love you, Mac, and we congratulate you for 30 years as our pastor here at Two Rivers. We know you feel all the love around you here today. 30 years is a significant span in any career or vocation. Take it from an old military man. If you had spent 30 years in the armed forces, you'd have attained the rank of general. General Michael C. Williams. Sir, yes, sir. In the 30 years that I've been privileged to be associated with you as my pastor, leader, teacher, mentor, and friend, one of the most distinct Christ-like qualities that I have witnessed in you is your genuine humility. There's an ever-present tone of humility in everything about you. Your preaching, your teaching, your other pastoral roles, your conversations, your family, and your friendships. I can say without hesitation that you stand before God and everybody here today in profound humility proclaim with Paul, in Christ Jesus then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God. Okay, Eliana, Grampy and B's church is turning 30 years old. Did you know that? Yeah. What do you like about Grampy and B's church? I like singing. Singing? Yeah, singing some songs. Singing some songs? Anything else? Talking to people. Talking to people. Mm-hmm. There's some good people there. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, I also like the singing, and I also like talking to people mm-hmm. and learning about Jesus. Me mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! It's hard to believe that we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Two Rivers Community Church. Seems like yesterday we were sending out postcards and making phone calls, inviting people to attend our first service. God has blessed TRCC in so many ways. All the people that have crossed our lives, the missions, trips taken, the church starts that we have been involved in, and the way God has worked in so many lives. We are so thankful for your dedication and faithfulness to the congregation of Two Rivers the obedience to God, and for the preaching of His Word. Your lives reflect your love of the Lord. We first met you when you came into Mike's Sunday School as visitors at First Baptist Fairborn. We had no idea you were a candidate for youth pastor and wife, but we knew we just liked you from the start. We have enjoyed your friendships and fellowship over the years, and pray there are more to come. You have been a blessing to us and to so many you will never know. We love you, and may God continue to use you for His glory. Thank you for the important part you have had in my life, writes Linda Orr. Micah, thank you for being part of my Sunday school class. Thank you for reading verses with us and faithfully reminding us to pray for Josh Daniel and Sugar. Your baptism statement meant a lot to me. God bless you as you follow God's plan for your life. I think Micah learned to be kind from you, Robin. I remember when my Bob died, you and Micah came to my house with a delicious lasagna. Your care helped me through that day. Thank you also for studying scripture with us in the ladies group. Those were precious evenings. I love your laugh and your sense of humor. Thank you, Mac, for your faithful preaching, gentle guidance, and your patience with me in music practice. Thank you for making missions a priority. Thank you for teaching us to ask questions and examine each phrase as we unpack scripture and Bible study. Thank you for spending time with Bob and me at the care facility. Thank you for your genuine love for your flock. This body of Christ is a sweet family because of your example. 
These are simply a small assortment of the testimonies of gratitude we could have collected about Pastor Mack and Robin's 30 years of committed ministry. They all share a few collective traits. Christ-like character, a demonstrated competency, a notable humility, personal connection, and above all, a dependency on the providence of our sovereign God. As we have spent a few moments looking back, we look forward now with even greater anticipation at the ministry before us, knowing that we will continue to be led by a pastor who fears God and loves us. May we joyfully follow and declare the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Pastor Mac and Robin, we love you and thank you. I promised you gifts. Don't look, Robin. There's nine books in there. <laughs> so, basically, everything up here is for you guys. Just as a small way of us saying thank you. So I think it's only right. If you want to say something, you can. If not, we'll move on. It's up to you guys. We can pray. Or if you want to say, say something, it's up to you. Mostly, I just want to say thank you. Um, such kind words and encouraging words. Thank you for that. So good to see a number of you that I hadn't seen in so many years. Uh, honestly, one of the things I think sometimes when I think about the fact that this church exists, some of you who are here in those early years know that I made some really stupid choices early on. <laughs> There are some things I look back on and I just kind of shudder that I even did that or that we even did that. So it's almost like the church started in spite of me. I mean, I really, and I'm not saying that to be humble. <laughs> I'm saying that to be honest. Um, God is gracious, you know, even when we don't always do things, maybe even the way it should be done. But thank you so much for all your support and for your kind words and for all these things. Thank you. <laughs>
All right, we just want to take a few moments to pray for Pastor Mac and for our elders. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day and that you've blessed us in the way that you have, giving us um, not just Pastor Mac as a faithful pastor, but faithful pastors who have walked with us in times of difficulty and times of joy. Uh, We give thanks for them today. And we pray, Lord, that the elders of Two Rivers Community Church would live blameless lives, that you would give them abundant grace to do so. We pray that they would be faithful husbands to their wives, that they would raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and, and be a godly influence on their grandchildren as well. We pray that they would be faithful to the gospel, both in, in private when no one's around and publicly when they have opportunities for preaching the gospel. We pray that they would take those opportunities and be a faithful witness of the gospel. We pray, Lord, that they would guard themselves and guard their doctrine, that they would be faithful shepherds to God's people here at Two Rivers Community Church. And we pray it all in Christ's name. Amen. Another prayer. God, we do thank you for the gift of Mac and Robin and their family, and we pray your continued blessing and prosperity in their lives. We pray that they would remain faithful to you, that you would guard their hearts from temptation, that you would give them strength and grace for the journey ahead, and no matter what comes in the years to come, we pray, Lord, that they would rest assured in trusting you that nothing catches you by surprise, but everything that you ordain is right. And so may they walk in in courage, in confidence, in boldness, to, with great delight and joy, embrace and accept the next steps, years 31, 32, and many more, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. All right, uh, we're grateful that you came today. Um, especially thankful for those who are visiting, that you took time out of your schedule to come um, help us to celebrate 30 years. I'm going to close in prayer for the church. Um, I do also want to thank those who um, organized the event and the meals. I'm hesitant to mention names because I know I'll forget someone, but um, I know Kelsey and Bethany and Kirsten, Becky, Matthew and Debbie, Lisa, Jenny, Tina and Mike with the invitations, Becky. I didn't mention, and others, I know you've chipped in and helped out, and so thank you, everyone, for all your help. It's That's a big part of how things have gone well because everyone's chipped in together, so thank you. Let's go ahead and pray for our church, and we'll dismiss. Our great God, we do ask that you would help us to take to heart the things that we heard this morning from your word. I pray that we would continue to thrive as a church, and I pray that, Lord, you would, you would motivate us to want to live faithfully for the gospel and to press on in the gospel, 
to make your name known to our neighbors and our friends and our coworkers and our family, that, God, you would cause us to not be content to simply worship you on our own, but, Lord, that your name would spread to those that we come in contact with. Lord, may we have an impact on others for the glory and the, and the cause of the gospel.